0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
1: Wouldn't it be nice to leave your spiteful ex fiance with thousands in debt? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, revenge on my mother-in-law, who was horrible to me for years, and then decided she would wear the exact same dress as me to my wedding. I was looking at my wedding photos today and thought this community would appreciate my success. It's a bit long with all the background, so go make a cuppa and settle in. My mother-in-law hated me from the moment we met. Think evangelical Catholic meets goth atheist. I moved in with her son and had a baby without getting married, and she truly believed I was the devil incarnate, sent to draw her baby boy into the depths of hell. There followed years of petty microaggressions, a constant barrage of manipulation, and guilt tripping and doing things like offering to watch the kids and then pulling out a half-hour before, or buying the kids a puppy when we expressly said no and then blaming us when she had to take the poor thing back. She pushed over my motorbike, turned up at my work, tried to rearrange the furniture in our house and constantly talked about God and Jesus in front of the kids, and told them they were going to hell because they weren't baptized, I went very little contact, and things were quiet for a while. I never cared about getting married. I felt weddings were a waste of money. I'd rather have a boat or a new motorbike, but it was important to hubby, so I agreed, on the condition that it was not a church wedding. Apart from the generally problematic nature of the church, I experienced religious trauma growing up, and i wasn't prepared to compromise hubby agreed and we started planning two days after we announced our engagement to much wailing gnashing of teeth and general dismay a priest arrived on our doorstep he'd been sent by mother-in-law to schedule a date for our wedding and book us in for our premarital counseling i was very nice to him after all my issue was with the institution not this poor guy and thanked him for coming and told him we wouldn't be requiring any catholic services for the wedding He looked sad and expressed that he was a bit nervous to let mother-in-law know. I offered him coffee and sympathy and that was the start of an unlikely friendship. I was fairly annoyed by this stunt. I talked to my hubby who was at the time so far in the fog that he couldn't see a hand in front of his face. He didn't see the big deal and asked me to just let it go. I thought about it for a day and then told him no. We had to address this immediately or it would escalate. I understood that he loved his mom and sisters, but that their obvious contempt for me was a problem. I don't like ultimatums, but by this point, I'd been putting up with it for about 6 years. I laid it out. We address it now, or no wedding. It went about as well as you would expect. We visited and hubby tried to talk to her about how inappropriate her actions were. She screamed at him and cried, and then his sister started on us both. Standing there watching my hubby's heartbreak my filter broke. I told them to stop very loudly, then I told them that they were behaving like toddlers, that I was embarrassed by their antics and to consider this their first and only warning. If they tried anything like that again, or treated us with anything other than kindness and respect, not only would I cancel the wedding, I would tell their priest and all their friends about their disgusting behaviour. If they wanted to be part of the planning. I would welcome their participation, but that hubby and I had the final say. Mother-in-law tried to speak, but I shushed her like Dr. Evil shushing Scott, and we left. Hubby was distraught and I felt bad for him, but we got into couples counseling and things got better. Meanwhile, mother-in-law and the sister-in-laws seemed to have taken things on board and were maintaining a frosty civility, although I was banned from their house because I was scary. Fast forward about 12 months, time for dress shopping ye gods i hated the idea of a wedding dress i hate pale colors i hate dressing up i hate dresses just everything about the idea made me want to fake a coma to get out of it but i'd promised my very own mom and brother that we could do this together so mom mother-in-law sister-in-law times three brother and his wife all trapezed along with me to marvel at the sight of me in a dress and it wasn't a bad day The in-laws behaved and I found a dress that I didn't hate as much as the others. I paid for it and we left. The next day, I got a call from the shop. Mother-in-law and the sister-in-laws had ordered themselves the exact same dress as me. I told hubby and he didn't really believe it. I laughed about it for a bit, went back to the shop and ordered a new dress. This one was dark purple with black trim and then I had the idea. I don't have a lot of female friends but all of my male friends have wives who had wedding dresses, and sometimes they say they feel sad that they spent all that money on a dress that they'll never wear again. I talked to hubby, and he agreed. So the invitations went out, and every person who had ever worn a wedding dress was invited to wear it to our wedding. Mother-in-law and the sister-in-laws got different invitations that specifically asked that they not wear white. The dress code was stated as whatever you're comfortable in. I wasn't there for the initial confusion that swiftly turned to rage, but my mom and her brother gleefully recounted the story later. All four of them turned up in their beautiful white dresses with their beautiful makeup and hair, and were completely absorbed by the rest of the crowd. They didn't stand out, they looked exactly like everyone else. Except for my mom and brother's wife, who wore purple like me. They weren't going to ruin my day by upstaging me. My hubby, who up to that point really didn't think they would do something so vile, turned to stone that day. They had finally shown the depths that they would sink to, and the last of the fog was swept away. I turned up in the sidecar of a Harley, I did experiment with riding in the dress, but it didn't end so well, and the shop had to make a few emergency repairs the week before, and I walked down the aisle to the Imperial March by myself. My brother was my maid of honor and his wife was my hubby's best man remember the priest well he wasn't allowed to officiate outside a church as a priest so he was our mc this was the icing on the cake because i saw mother-in-law's face light up when she saw him until he introduced the marriage celebrant and handed her the microphone we had a pagan hand fasting jumped over a broomstick and walked back down the aisle to sweet child of mine while our two kids played air guitar and danced ahead of us, and ignored mother-in-law and the sister-in-laws when they tried to get them to go over there. I came face to face with my mother-in-law at the door. She was incandescent with rage. She went to speak, but my hubby stepped forward and he shushed her right in front of everyone. It was glorious. She didn't speak to either of us for the rest of the night. She didn't speak to us for nearly a month, and then she called one day to ask to see the kids, as if nothing had happened. So I let it go, because my husband and I had won. But every now and then I wear the purple dress when I know she'll be at an event, because I'm petty like that. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't been to too many weddings, but this kind of sounds like an awesome flip on traditions. I know I'd be smiling and enjoying it listening to that imperial march and the sweet child of mine air guitaring. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, block my driveway? I don't know where your car went. This just happened. In fact, I'm still a little pumped of adrenaline off such a little act. What a rush. So, I live on a street connected to an elementary school. Other residences, including myself, have issues on weekdays around 3.30pm where parents will be parked all along our street to go pick up their kids from the school at the end of it. There's no problem with that, as I expected. We have a guy named Terry on our street. Terry had left all the neighbors a business card saying that if any people blocked their driveway, to call him immediately and he would tow them right away. He's basically on standby from 2pm to 4pm in our neighborhood. I never had a chance to use this card yet. The only issue for me is that I finish work at 2pm and I go get groceries and usually end up home around 3.30pm. A few times now, I've come home to park in my driveway and there's a vehicle completely blocking me, aka instead of parking on the curb, they'll park at the end of my driveway and make it unable for me to park in, so I have to ask the owners to move. Today specifically, there was an old Dodge minivan blocking my driveway. When I got out of my car to knock on the tinted window, I realized no one was inside. I thought, maybe they're napping in the back while they wait. Well, nope. No one was in the vehicle. I couldn't get into my driveway. This is specifically annoying because the curb behind and in front of him were both vacant. Maybe they weren't vacant when he parked there. So I got the card out of my glove compartment and called Terry. I gave him my house number, and in less than five minutes, he had that bad boy towed out of there. So what happened next? I decided to start cleaning my car on my driveway until the owner came by. My first plan was to tell the owner that he or she had blocked the driveway and I had it towed. But as I was outside cleaning my car, it's 22 degrees outside in November, don't ask how Canadian weather works, I saw him coming back with his son. He looked incredibly confused as I was cleaning my car. I noticed him and didn't say anything as he was on his phone, so he actually came to me really upset. He said, hey pal, have you seen my van? Are you that much of a freaking jerk to call it for a tow when I was gone three minutes? So my plan changed. I said, wait, what van? And I decided to play dumb. Well, about an hour later, he rang my doorbell and asked for details. I told him to freak off and came here to write this. Terry's back in his driveway with his tow truck though, and I plan on giving him a six pack of beer for helping me. I'm sure Terry is more than happy to help out with this because it's probably a towing heaven for somebody that wants to show up quickly, saddle those cars up, and yank them out of there to get a fee. I've seen some really nice neighborhoods and little streets right next to a school, but I just think it would be so miserable living there because obviously the traffic is going to be awful at least two times a weekday. And also I noticed, when you live close enough to the school, you hear the school bells every class period. Like imagine you make yourself something nice for lunch and you hear the school bells going off in the distance. Then you go and you sit down and you watch some TV for a while, you hear another school bell. It might not seem like much, but imagine hearing that five, six, seven, eight times a day, every single weekday, for like 10 out of the 12 months of the year. I bet it could get very old very quick. Our next story is, kids wouldn't clean up after playing in my front yard. Rented a house that has the previous renter's movable basketball hoop in the driveway. The neighbor kids asked to use it so they could have one hoop on each side of the road. I said they could, but to please put it back out of the way, because they needed to park on the road. A small driveway with two cars made street parking necessary. Not only did they not, on multiple occasions, they began leaving their balls in my front yard that I had to move to mow. After some time and some reminders, I ended up putting the hoop on Craigslist for free to anyone that would pick it up during public school hours. It disappeared one school day and when asked I said I didn't know where it went, which was technically the truth because I never asked the guy who took it. Honestly it was a really nice thing that OP was doing for those neighbor kids and they couldn't just respect the simplest bit. OP wasn't using it, and hey, honestly, as somebody that loves basketball, I had my dad pay 75 bucks for one of those movable basketball hoops when I was younger. Oh my god, I would have flipped for a free one of those. If you love basketball, as a kid, getting your own basketball hoop was the most exciting thing. I spent so many hours just shooting basketballs around. Our next story is, you won't take down my internet cable? Snip snip. So about a year ago, I was getting some branches trimmed on a big evergreen tree in my backyard. The arborist told me that I needed to have my power line and internet line disconnected so it wouldn't be hit by falling branches. I called the electrical company and they agreed to be out at 8am on the day of service. Easy. Then I called the internet provider. I explained the situation and they transferred me. Hello, I'd like to schedule someone to disconnect my internet for tree trimming. They said, oh, we don't offer that. Let me transfer you. I'm not exaggerating when I say I was transferred around different departments for two hours. I kept getting transferred back to people I had previously talked to, but everyone seemed equally appalled by my request. I would explain, disconnect the internet cable so the tree branches don't fall on it, but it was like I was speaking a foreign language. Finally I reached someone on the phone who offers a solution. They say, sure thing, I can send someone out. It's $150 to send someone out and then you pay per hour. The person on the phone explained. I said, you're kidding. I have to pay for them to come disconnect the line? Will they come back for free? They said, it'll be $150 for each time someone comes out, plus $100 for each hour. I was beyond frustrated at this point. So of course, I didn't schedule anyone to come out the morning of the tree trimming i was out on a ladder with rubber gloves and a pair of scissors ready to cut the internet line luckily right then the reliable electrical folks showed up to disconnect the power while you're up there can you disconnect the internet i asked are you sure the electrical guy asked looking concerned i looked pretty freaking determined at this point being on a ladder and all so the electrical guy did me a solid and cut the cable the tree guys came and went The next day, I called the internet provider again, saying that my internet stopped working and I had no idea why. Then, I went to work. The internet repair guy got sent to my house for free and then called me pissed off. Who cut your tree, he asked. They cut our wire. This is a ton of work to fix, so I'm going to charge them for it. I told him it definitely wasn't the tree guys, as they had come a week prior and my internet had just stopped working. It ended up taking him five hours to fix. The repair guy was witching that if the internet had just been disconnected, it would have easily have been an easy reconnection job. But now he had to wire down the road to their main fiber line.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com
1: Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health whether that's something stressful at work in a personal relationship or something else That's StorytimePod. Too bad for the internet provider. I'm just glad it was all free. I think this just highlights how bad most consumer ISPs are. I mean, the main offender I always hear about is Comcast. It tells you all you need to know about how awful Comcast's reputation is, considering the fact that they rebranded their internet division to Xfinity just to try to take some heat off of their name, I suppose. Don't want to take that consumer hit being known as Comcast Internet and honestly being passed around on their support for two hours? Sounds about normal. Sounds like the experience you would get when you try to cancel your service. Our next story is, you want to see me poop? Sure buddy, I would extend the same courtesy as well. My cat has this habit the moment I closed my bathroom door. She would paw at it and howl loudly like I'm a mother who just abandoned her child. But when she goes to the litter box, she wouldn't let anyone see her do her business. Even if you so much as walk in front of that box while she's trying to do whatever she needs to, she would stop, get out, and wait till the coast is clear. Yesterday, she wasn't just howling but started body slamming at the bathroom door. So naturally, I wanted to extend the same because I care so much about her and stood in front of the litter box, dead staring at her while I cheered her on. She can't stop going in and out of the box multiple times, meowed at me to go away, and after a minute, I did with a smirk on my face. This morning, she left me alone while I'm in the bathroom. I don't know if it's true for cats, but I've heard that dogs tend to do things like this because they understand that you're at your most vulnerable in those situations and it's like they want to provide some backup or make sure you're okay. I heard it's also why when they're going, they tend to look to you for comfort. I don't know if that's true or it has any merit, but it's kind of a nice touch to a smelly situation. This next story is zero effort messing with my neighbor. A couple months ago, I parked in front of a neighbor's house. Mind you, it's street parking in a house tract, not assigned parking. All the neighbors are generally courteous and usually park in front of their own homes except on trash day when all bets are off well i parked there and left my car a couple extra days due to a medical emergency went to move it and found a karen-esque note about not parking there i parked there again a few weeks later and they thought the proper response was to rinse my car off yes they hosed my car off which i admit is a pretty funny petty revenge now since they failed to walk some 200 feet to express their concerns I decided to start parking there from time to time when I was only going to be home for an hour or so before going out again. Since this clearly isn't enough time to get their hose out, the new response is to pull their BMW or Mercedes out of their garage and park in the street to block me. I won't park there for a few days and then we will do so randomly for a few minutes, triggers them moving their car without fail. I mean, I kind of understand if they have a bias against people parking at their street. Some people will litter, leave something behind, or, you know, maybe they get close to your mailbox and makes the mail person want to skip it. But if it's inconsequential, like OP had a medical emergency and it's not like they're parking there all the time, I would say just let it be. I don't understand how, like, rinsing their car off is any form of deterrent. Like, the car's just gonna dry off. Maybe they were checking to see if anybody's sleeping inside or something? I don't know. This next story is, roommate stole my forks and lied about it. Roommate had been taking my forks from a new set of silverware to work. I bought the set just after she moved in. I asked her to check in with me before she took silverware to work. She denied ever doing it and claimed that she only used chopsticks, if anything. This contradicted me seeing my silverware drying on the silverware rack routinely when she got home. Fast forward a couple of months later, my forks actually went missing completely. It took some time to notice, but I had one large fork out of the original six brand new pretty nice forks that came with the set. I asked her about it, she denied it, claimed she was offended. She said she used to take forks to work, but after our talk a few months ago, she stopped. So she contradicted her initial statement that she never took the silverware. She also showed disregard for my property after completely finishing several of my items in the cupboard and essentially stealing drinks from the fridge, leaving me with like half an ounce, just enough to not quench the thirst. So basically, I had her pegged. She doubled down and basically acted disappointed that I thought it was her. She went out and bought a 4 person set of silverware which I insisted she keep in a separate drawer from mine. Then I started thinking, how is she going to basically steal my stuff and somehow, miraculously, end up with a shining new silverware set while I'm stuck in this position? Nah, it's not going down like that. So the night that she took that set and put it in her drawer, I went in and took one of her big forks, leaving her with now only 3. Now, she can know that I know it was her, and she won't have a complete set. This is just annoying, though. Like, you're roommates, and you can't just be honest with each other, and you're stealing from each other. If I were OP, I would just say, like, let's lay it all out. Just be honest with me. I'm not even going to be pissed off at you. Just be honest. Otherwise, we're going to start this game where I start stealing little things from you. Like, let's just be real here. Why play all these games? Our next story is... All I asked was to not let me notice you. I, female 22, employed, have an older annoying stepbrother, father side, of 26, jobless and even refused to go to college. Our relationship is so bad, not only mine but with the whole family, that even while living in the same house, I never talk to or acknowledge his existence. He normally stays out all the time and never much interacts with our other siblings something I'm grateful for. We have a great relationship between the rest of us and so many disciplines, so whatever someone put in the fridge never gets touched with no permission of the owner. And we kept it that way for all of our life, till he starts breaking that rule recently. I kept noticing more of my food and drinks disappearing alongside ingredients I buy for my baking hobby. We all leave the house, so mostly either him or my little brother are the most susceptible, but he also goes to college, so it's always him the one idling at home. I talked to my mother about how he starts pissing me off these days. She calmed me down telling me she'll check it. He kept making trouble for my little sister, so I told him not to talk to her in a mean way again or he will literally have it from me. He kept pushing my buttons lately. The last straw was when yesterday, I had friends over and one of my friends was wearing some nice crocs she bought recently. When leaving, she couldn't find them and he was the only one who left after they came. They called him and asked him if he wore them, and he said yes, and that he wasn't somewhere close. Asked him how he dared to take guest's stuff, and he blatantly said that I should have taken care of the guest's stuff if I was so hung on it and cut the call. I was literally livid. Dude had it coming, and really bad. The next morning before I go to work, I took his phone. One I bought him for my first salary, cause mom asked me. While he was sleeping took a scissors and broke the charger jack so he can't plug in to charge and the earphone jack. Since I wasn't here the whole day, my little sister made it her mission to unplug his phone and hide away his charger whenever she could, so that he couldn't even plug the charger in. I told my dad on him last night, and my lovely dad even told him that if he got himself noticed by me again or talked to my younger sister, he will literally kick him out. Dad isn't even joking, he's kicked him out lots of times and even took him to prison for doing drugs and stealing from my friends' phones, money, etc. when they came for a visit. Could have ignored him if he didn't seek my attention by pissing me off. I don't really have much to say here besides this guy sounds horrendous and I hope everybody can keep their distance and I'm glad people are holding him accountable. Our next story is, ex-fiancé wanted to give back the timeshare my mother had given her 15 years previously. I was engaged to S for a few years. When my dad died in the late 90s, she was very supportive, and my mother thought she was great. My parents had a really nice timeshare that they used quite a bit, but now my dad had died and my mom had no wish to keep it, so offered it to me. I had no wish to use it, so she offered it to S. S took the timeshare as it was closer to where her parents lived, and they would make good use of it. It was all legally signed over to her, etc. Anyways, about six months later, me and S had a bit of a messy breakup, and about a year later, one of our mutual friends was telling me S was trying to sell the timeshare for 20000 British pounds. This caused a row between S and our mutual friend, as she argued that any money made from selling the timeshare should be given to my mother. I didn't really care and forgot all about it. Fast forward to my mom dying 10 years ago, about two weeks after her death, I get a message from S on Facebook, but under her new married name, asking how I was and telling me that her and her husband have been using it every year, but now they have no further use for it and would like to offer it back to me. I highlighted how it's ironic she got in touch now as my mom had only just died i found out later she found out from a friend of ours she then highlighted that my mom would have definitely wanted me to have it back as part of my inheritance so i decided to do some digging to find out why she was so keen for us to have it it turned out one the annual fee had risen from 250 pounds a year to 650 pounds a year two they're impossible to sell i looked on ebay and people were trying to sell timeshares from this complex for one cent They were that desperate to get out of the contract. Three, a lot of the amenities that were in the timeshare complex were now run down, and from reading some of the reviews, the whole complex seemed to be poorly managed. I also found out that she'd been trying to sell it for years, but with no luck. So, I let her know that I was very grateful for her offer, but had no interest in taking it back, and she was welcome to keep it. She sent about 10 messages over the next couple of weeks, trying to guilt trip me, and even contacted my sister as well, trying to convince her to take it back. But we both politely declined, and she's now stuck with the place for life, and the annual fee which rises every year. I don't know what the contract is like, but it's definitely a high possibility that a timeshare would be predatory like that. They're probably locked in spending £650 a year for something they probably hardly ever use. Sucks, but hey, hope he's not going to bail you out on that. Enjoy spending thousands over the next bunch of years. That said, our final story of the day is, need a ride to go shoplifting? When I was 18 and had my first apartment, a new neighbor asked me for a ride to the big box department store across town. This was only my second time meeting her, but she was hugely pregnant. Her boyfriend was at work, it was my day off and I needed a few things, so I agreed. Before we got there, she asked me to pull into a store that I rarely went to on my own. It's a franchise store. My mom very, very slightly knew the owner that specializes in greeting cards but also had expensive greeting cards and chocolate. Think Allmark? It was right on the way, so I said sure, even though I didn't like this chain. I'm not a card person or a high-priced chocolate person. We split up and I look at a few of the motivational books, chicken soup stories, while she browses. I notice an employee straightening things up at the other end of the row and I think nothing of it. A few minutes later, two police officers enter and I think nothing of it, absolutely oblivious. A little while later, the woman I was with said she was ready to go and we leave. The officers stop us in the parking lot and an employee steps out. The officer says, ''Which one was shoplifting?'' ''I was stunned.'' And obviously they pointed at my new neighbor. She gets handcuffed. They read the little message and put her in the back of the car. Then the officer said, ''What about her?'' Pointing at me. ''As far as we could tell, she didn't shoplift anything,'' the employee said. I turned out my pockets, revealing a small wallet and keys. ''I didn't take anything.'' I just met that woman a few days ago when we moved into the same apartment rental place. She asked for a ride to buy groceries and, on the way, suggested we stop. I don't even like cards. Yes, I was rambling. The officer sent me on my way and I felt so embarrassed. I'd never had an encounter with the police before. They moved out a few weeks later because they couldn't pay the rent. I didn't expect to ever see her again. I was an assistant manager at a food place a few months later. And this woman shows up for a job interview with the manager. We paid a dollar an hour above minimum wage, offered minimal benefits, compared to no benefits, which most fast food places did, regular scheduling, and free meals. Whether you were a high school dropout or a college student, this job wasn't terrible. It was a step above the place with the golden arches. Naturally, I pulled the manager aside and told him about this lady. The manager wrote REJECT at the top of the application, and I knew she'd get a letter in a few days telling her she didn't get the job. I did this partly because I was upset that she created an unnecessary police encounter to steal knickknacks. Not food, not diapers, not a maternity shirt, little overpriced things you put on your shelves. I don't even remember what they were, but trinkets. The other reason was I liked the owners of the place I worked and i didn't want them to be stolen from i think you're just doing your due diligence if you're working at a place and somebody you know has a history is trying to get a job there let alone the fact that op has some legitimate incentive to not work with this person considering the history they have there it's just way awkward no thank you but with that being said that's all the time we have for today Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.